Thank you for joining us for After the Message. To learn more about Celebration Church here in Orlando, you can follow us on social media under the handle at CelebrationORL or visit our website at CelebrationORL.org. Hey, welcome to After the Message. If you are stumbling upon this, you are uh, on the Celebration Orlando, Celebration Church here in Orlando podcast. And After the Message is... Uh, a place where we talk about the previous sermon from Sunday. And um, yeah, if this is your first time, welcome. If you're new to our church, welcome to Celebration Church. Um, today, I am honored and privileged to have my man Vinny. Brother Vinny, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you, Brother Nate? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. It's It's about time you got on the podcast man yeah, i was just waiting for an event okay don't even go there dude <laughs> no to be very honest guys nate has invited me um but uh god just made this day for mm. this podcast mm. do you believe that amen okay providential yeah, exactly we can go there right off the bat bro <laughs> this is what i believe i make my plans but the Lord has the final answer. Amen. So that's it. Amen. Love it. What else do we need to say for the day? I think that's it, guys. Thank you for Thank listening. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, but seriously, I mean, you and I have tried to get this together for a while now, and uh, you have 40 million things you got going on in your life. So True. thanks for being on. For those that don't know, what is your role at the church? What, what do you do? Uh, okay, I'm a worship and production uh, director uh, from Celebration Orlando. Mm. It's been uh, a privilege w- one year and uh, four months doing that. Wow. It's been great. That's crazy. It's already been that long. Yeah, it's crazy. I remember my first day being there and um, at the office, not at the church, at the office. And then it was 4 p.m. I was ready to go home. Actually, it was 3.58. I was packing my stuff to mm-hmm. go home. And then you show up and you said, 3.58. No, it's not time to go to go home. <laughs> what? I was like, all right, pranking me on the first day. <laughs> I don't remember that. You did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Um, and if you can't tell by now, Vinny, you are... Not from America. I'm not. Where are you from? I'm from Brazil. Mm-hmm. Sao Paulo, best city in the world. Well, not better than uh, Los Angeles and New York. Oh. But uh, so probably the third <laughs> city right there, Sao Paulo. Uh, I think we may have some listeners in Brazil. Is that true? It's true. It's true. Why don't you America go ahead? is top one, and then Brazil <laughs> listening to us. So... Pessoal, ouvindo do Brasil, bem-vindos. Só tem um tempinho aí com a gente que você vai ser abençoado. Yeah. I whatever you said, I agree. <laughs> I'm in agreement with that. I just said, "Hey, guys from Brazil, welcome. Stay with us and you will be blessed." <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well, we're beginning a new series uh called Exiles and we're looking at the book of Daniel and Pastor Keith has been talking about this series since he said it in the sermon, but he's literally been talking about, and you know, when the elections come around, we're going to be talking about exiles. Yes. Like he's really genuinely had this since the beginning of the year, this idea for this series. So we're 
obviously on staff we get to hear the things before they happen so but now finally it's rolled out and what we're going to be talking about is you know is just that what's going on in our world and how divisive it can be and how messy and strange and all the things but how do we as christians uh live correctly in that and how do we you know how do we go about our daily lives in a way that's honoring to god but also is um helpful to the people around us too you know and so uh daniel is definitely a great story yes um to compare our situation to his um but i thought i was thinking through you know recording the podcast and i thought it was kind of funny and i didn't even think about this when i before i asked you but you're kind of an exile man definitely you are not in your home you're in another country another culture altogether what's that been like for you uh well it's been great it's been great uh well, we've been we've been living here for almost four years. Mm-hmm. So I think right now we are in this position, especially with my daughter, that we need to decide what's what's the aspects or what are the things of the American culture we want to teach her, we want her to be part of, mm-hmm. or we want her to participate. And what are the things of the Brazilian culture uh, we want to make sure we want to teach, we want to... We want her to, you know, participate, mm-hmm. get involved. So I think it's pretty much what a little bit of D- Daniel uh, life, mm-hmm. like being in Babylon. Of course, you need to adjust a little bit. You are living in a different place, different language, different culture, different everything. But wait a little bit. There's a bunch of things that uh, it's important for you to non-negotiate not negotiate mm-hmm. not give up not mm-hmm. um we drink coke in brazil you guys drink dr pepper i'm sorry uh <laughs> i'm i've been living here but i'm not drinking dr pepper I, i'm gonna still drinking coke amen because that's the thing coca-cola right? man so good exactly so it's been interesting it's been interesting um i can give you a, a lot of examples for example the stop sign here you guys actually stop <laughs> which is awesome we don't do that <laughs> well we, yeah we get we get fined if we don't stop well we don't have that oh, so okay we have the stop sign but uh we just ignore it yeah so leaving here this is something that i need to adjust you know what <laughs> i need to stop um for example the when you guys are on a intersection i think that's the word and you guys can turn mm-hmm. uh right mm-hmm. we cannot do that in brazil hmm. so when I was there a year ago, I was feeling very tempted to turn right, even even knowing that I knowing that I can't. Yeah. I was like, well, you know what? So I think that's the thing. Um, living here, I need to adjust, but I don't want to lose things that I think it's important. Hmm. Um, and I think that's exactly what Pastor Keith uh, uh, said last sunday like what are the things that uh you know it's so important to you that Mm -hmm. uh you won't negotiate yeah and that's i mean the title of the message and i think the theme for that day for sunday was drawing the line you know where's where's the line for us and uh he kind of 
he kind of hit on draw the line of resistance, draw the line of dependence and, uh, draw the line in confidence, you know? And, um, I, I think this poses a great, a great question for all Christians and it's definitely attention. Where is the line, you know? And yeah. there's so many different ideas on what that is. Um, but let's just talk about, let's just talk about one area of that being how we interact with people who aren't Christians, you know what I mean? And, and how we, because he was talking towards the end of the sermon, he was kind of talking about when you draw the line, it's, it's actually an invitation for other people because they kind of see like, man, your life's different, you know, but you don't, but America especially, and I don't know about Brazil, but America Christianity has had the reputation to exclude, mm-hmm. you know, there's been an exclusion. Like you, we're not going to associate with you because you are involved in X, Y, Z. So I think what's happening with our generation of Christianity is we're trying to figure out how do we be inclusive of others, but at the same time, not compromise truth. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. What's been your experience with Oh, that? man, I don't know if I... I understand what you're saying, and uh, but I don't know if I agree with that mindset okay. of let's try to be inclusive. Okay. Um, because even if we if we read the, the first three chapters of Acts, we see this church that they were not trying to be inclusive. They mm. were just trying to be the church that uh was pleasing god Hmm. and uh the world was looking to them and the word was like oh okay we see this Hmm. is something special we want to be part of this Hmm. they were not trying to uh adjust Hmm. they were just they were just living a life they Hmm. were just doing the things that they thought they were supposed to do Hmm. and then everybody around was like well this is amazing um I understand that we need to reach the lost, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think we need to reach the lost by um, being inclusive or not, not being inclusive, but uh, adjusting ourselves to then. Let's put it that way. I think we just need to be what we are called to be. Mm. And they will look to us and say, well, there's something different there. I mm. want to be part of this. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know. I want to I wanna have what you have. Mm. At least that that's my experience. When I... When I surrendered my life to Jesus, uh, I was, I want to say, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I literally changed. Uh, it, it, actually, it really changed my life. Uh, so my friends at school, they were like constantly asking me, hey, you're, you're different now. Mm. What's happening? Uh what happened with you? Mm. Uh, what's going on? And then I was just like being myself and saying, hey, I found something different. I found joy in a different place. I found peace in a different place. Do you want to try that? So I was not I was not trying to... You know what I'm saying? I was you weren't advertising it, yeah. Exactly. I was just living my life with Christ. Mm-hmm. And that was just my testimony. Mm. So everybody was like, well, we see you're different, so... What's that? Hmm. Um, so I think that's the point. Yeah. Uh, the church should be focused on being the church and not 
being anything else to be attract attractive to the world. Hmm. I think that's that's the way God wants us to be. Yeah. What do you? Th I mean, what do you think? Uh, what do you think we've done, or how can we do that? I guess is the is the best way to take the pressure. Do we just need to take pressure off of ourselves and? Like, what's our responsibility in it? I think, I think a great way of thinking about this is Galatians chapter five, and and uh, when the Bible talks about the fruit of the spirit, mm -hmm. and uh, hey, we are different because we have the spirit of God living inside us. So this fruit mm -hmm. should uh, coming out of us. Mm. So. I think our responsibility, our strategy, the things I think we should be doing is growing on that area, like growing on love, growing on peace, growing on joy, growing in, in, on self-control, growing on uh, being kind, patient, patient. I think that's the point. If we are growing on that, people will look at us, will say, well, you are different. Mm -hmm. Social media looks crazy but you're always kind mm -hmm. um the word around you world around you looks crazy but you you're you're you always have peace what's that mm -hmm. um so i think the best testimony the church can give to the world is the fruit of the spirit mm -hmm. uh, i think to be honest with you i think that's the line mm -hmm. that's the line right there mm -hmm. if you if we need to if we need to draw the line i think the the line the name of the line is fruit of the spirit. Mm. Everybody will notice the difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was interesting that story that Pastor Keith told about he was doing some research and Oh yes. They had this supercomputer or whatever and they entered all these problems into the computer, like hunger and uh poverty and all this stuff, and they asked for the solution and the computer spit out love, peace, joy, gentleness, kindness, self control. Exactly. Um, and I think you're right, man. Uh, you know, there's a difference between someone who's nice and someone who's kind. Exactly. I can be nice, but be a terrible person. Exactly. But kindness, that's God given, you know, like you, that's a, that's literally a fruit of the spirit. It's, it's a manifestation of your relationship with Jesus. Exactly. And so I think you're right. And man, just, and just to add one more thing yeah. to that. And I, and I think that that goes back to. Daniel, at some point, I don't know exactly where or when, the church was just putting labels on people saying, well, well, you are Christian because you don't listen to secular music. You're a Christian because you wait until you have for have sex after marriage. Mm -hmm. You're a Christian because you do that, 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 mm -hmm. that. And uh, I think the point is you are a good Christian when you have all these fruits Mm. Uh, growing inside of you. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I think that's our challenge. Being the church in 2020 is just manifest the fruit of the spirit all around. Mm. I think that's our challenge. Yeah, I've I've asked uh, the question I'm about to ask to you in similar manners to other people before, but I want to get your perspective on it. It seems like today. There are there are distinctions dis distinguishable things between uh, certain sides. Okay, however, I feel like the world is all a, is also about like um about like being kind to one another. You know, like you hear that a lot, and 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 
and charity and all that on all that stuff, humility and everything. Like the world speaks of those things as well. So how does how does the church stand out as as different when when the world like somewhat values those things too? Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I just think the church has a different uh, perspective, and the perspective is just Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I'll explain what I what I what I'm trying to to say here. Yeah. So when the world says, "Well, you need you you know you need." Um, you need joy mm-hmm. or humility mm-hmm. or they are just talking about a feeling. They are just talking mm-hmm. about, uh, yeah, a feeling. Emotion. Emotion, exactly. Yeah. And when we talk about the fruit of spirit, we know that the fruit of spirit is love. Mm-hmm. And out of love, you get peace, you mm-hmm. get joy, you get uh, self-control, you got uh, mm-hmm. everything. And the Bible says that love is not a feeling, it's not an emotion. Love is a person, mm-hmm. that it's God. And God show who he is for us through Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I think it's different when the world when the world says, well, you need humility. This is just a feeling. Mm-hmm. But here, the fruit of the Spirit, it's, hey, it's love. Jesus is love. So as long as you are imitating him as long as you're copying him as long as you are trying to live your life the way he would live the fruit of a spirit won't be just an emotion won't mm. be just a feeling it will be something coming from inside inside mm-hmm. out yeah um so it's more than just a feeling mm-hmm. i think it's it's a lifestyle and it's a the jesus lifestyle yeah that's that's a great that's a great point um so i always like to talk to people about where we are currently, uh, as far as whenever I do after the message, my phone's ringing. Oh well. Um, twenty twenty. What's it been like for you? What are some things that maybe you've you've learned, or maybe even some things that you're processing with God or talking to God? I mean, what? And I think that it kind of lends itself to where we're going to go in this series, just kind of knowing a little bit behind the scenes of what Ka- Pastor Keith is thinking about as far as like the election and everything. But for you, just seeing the world in America, let's just talk about America because this is where you've been. Yeah. W- what's it been like for you? What, what's your experience been? I think 2020 has taught me that uh, I think that's the most important lesson I've been trying to learn is community it's it's so important mm-hmm. relationships and I'll, I'll I'll I would love to explain it more but yeah. um, well we were we were just living our lives we were fine mm-hmm. in February it was cool I remember I was with the worship team uh, playing bowling uh, and uh, my father-in-law stopped by to pick me up. And then on my way, driving back home, Juliana, tech, my wife texted me saying, hey, next week we won't have uh, class classes on my school c- because of this weird pandemic. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? What, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? 
Well, the very first thing I did was calling Lindsay, mm. asking, hey, do you think we'll have services next Sunday? Because apparently this is happening, blah, blah. And she was like, I don't know. I'll ask. No, we didn't have service that, that Sunday. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> March, and then in March, this thing, this thing hit us, and now we don't have everything that was very important for us. Mm. The Sunday experience, the great... Uh, service mm-hmm. lights and and great songs and great worship team and all this production we don't have that anymore mm-hmm. we don't have that anymore six months later i see myself in this situation and uh, we talked about that before but um when we lose everything that was important for us we realize that hey church is not about sunday Mm-hmm. Church is not about Sunday at all. Church, it's about community. Mm-hmm. It's a hundred percent about relationships. Actually, I think that's the way I understand this. Sunday is just an overflow of something. Mm-hmm. The celebration on 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 Sunday is just a consequence of something. It's happening during the week mm. it's it's a consequence of of what's happening in my life and mm. what's that it's me vini you nay trying to live the way that jesus would love us to live but in community mm-hmm. so i'm being the best version of vini you're being the best version of nate we're having this community we are you know mm-hmm. sharing we are growing together and on a sunday we go together to celebrate that mm. on sunday we go together to serve and Sunday, we're just having church as a consequence of this. Hmm. Um, before COVID, that's my perspective. The Sunday was our starting point. We were doing Sunday to accomplish something else. Hmm. And now I think it's the opposite. I think we need to accomplish something and then have Sunday to celebrate. Hmm. Um, and when, when we talk about America, well, this is my perspective for church. Yeah. Now, when we talk about America, I think it's pretty much the same thing. Like, man, it's all about community and love. It's mm-hmm. all about community and love. I know I've been repetitive here, but uh, um, when we talk about Republicans and Democrats in this fight, it's it's because there's no community right there. Hmm. What we have right there is just... Uh, passion about ideas or mm. or goals but there's not there's no there's no community mm-hmm. uh, so fight social media we have fights all around you know why because there's no community mm. um, a, a great example I think pastor Keith Keith talked about this a little bit black lives matter or all all lives matter why we're we talking about this mm. we're talking about this because there's no community because if if there was community, the love would be all around and not discussions, not fights, not. Um, so I think I think we're missing that so much. Mm. Um, community and how would, how do we build that? We go back to the fruit of the spirits for me. We build that out of love. We build that that out of peace. We build that out of joy. We build mm. that out of uh, out of uh, self control. Um, so I think that's my 2020. Uh, 
community hmm. and fruit of spirit. God has talked a lot about this with me. Um, and I've been trying to be a better Vini hmm. on those two areas. Yeah. What um, does that make sense? It does. It makes a lot of sense. And I, and I think, I think the question that someone may have is, okay, uh, I don't have community or my community is not as strong as I would like it to be. And maybe they've tried things in order to strengthen that, but they still keep hitting a wall in your, in your experience. What's the best way to try and build community or foster it? To be very honest with you, I don't think I had this answer. Mm. I, I, I've been trying to figure out as well. Mm. Something that I've noticed is every time we talk about community, we are always putting pressure on someone else. Mm. It's always like, well, but the le leader never called me. My friend never texted me back. I never. Um, and when we talk about community, I think we, we need to stop being the victim and start being responsible. Mm. We need to, you know, hey. I need community. I, I understand that this is important. So I'm going to do something. Mm -hmm. I'm going to invite people to come over. I'm going to text a guy that uh, last time I texted him was two months ago. Mm. I'm going to reach out to somebody. How will initiate something? How will we start something? Um, in uh, 2000 and, uh, 2008, eight, uh, so I want to say... 12 years ago, wow. we lived something amazing in my ch church in Brazil. This guy showed up. He accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior. And, uh, bro, he initiated a community, uh, community, I'll put that way, a community movement in my church mm. where everybody used to have their own friends, mm -hmm. but he, he brought everybody together. It, so now after the service, I was not going like hang out with, with my friends of my group of five. It was 400 of us going together to something. It was not planned. It was not like a, a event of the church. It was just community. This guy was able to put together everybody. Mm. So when I think about him, it was just one guy. He was not waiting. He was not like, oh my leader she would be he was just hey this is important let's do it hmm. let's hang hey do you know this guy let me introduce you hey what about you hey let's connect hey let's go let's hey i'll stop by i'll pick you up i i'll drive you i'll do whatever i can to build this uh community mm -hmm. slash church um so i don't think i have the answer but definitely i think it starts with us stop putting a pressure on someone else. If you don't have your, uh, your community, sorry being harsh, but it's your fault. Yeah. Do something. Yeah. Reach out. Call me. Keep Call trying. Keep trying. Exactly. Yeah. I did. I remember I'm right there with you and I've, I've said this a million times, but man, when I first came to celebration, I, I'm pretty sure I bothered people because of how much I was like just trying to find exactly. something, you know? And dude, honestly, there were, there were groups where I would go to, or there was an event I would go to and I would try and find a circle of people and it didn't click right away. You know, like it's nothing that was wrong with the people or it's nothing that I didn't, it wasn't like I didn't like them, yeah. but for, you know, we just didn't, 
we didn't have the greatest connection. Which our, is natural. And, and, normal. and it is. It's normal. Yes. But eventually, you find people that, for whatever reason, you gelled, you gel better and you mesh. And I don't know, man. It's just, it's just trial and error. Exactly. And I think, I think it can be, it can be, you know, a little bit devastating when you're like, man, I've tried so much and I still feel like I haven't gotten that far. But what you said, just, just keep going. Take personal responsibility. Exactly. Yeah. I believe that. I totally agree with you. Well, a couple weeks ago, I texted Nate. It was around 430. I said, hey, do you want to, do you want to come to my house tonight? He was like, I have groups. I said, well, come after the group. <laughs> um, and he did. What time was that? Oh, man. Uh, we probably got there like 8.30, 8.45. How great is that? PM, guys. <laughs> PM. And it was amazing. And we stayed there together. We ate together. We, have, we had good conversations. And they probably drove back home around 10.30, 11, yeah, yeah. 10. Community right there. Of course, it took him to drive 20 minutes away from, from his house, out of his routine, after the group. They were probably tired, but that's community. It's, uh, I'll put that way. And this is a new Christianity that's crazy to me. We, 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 I think, I believe we all want community mm-hmm. but we don't want sacrifice and this exactly. is exactly community demands sacrifice yeah actually everything about christianity demands sacrifice mm-hmm. um well think about the fruits of the spirit they're 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 selfless they're not selfish exactly and so they're all they're all for outward expression you know like you you can experience joy obviously inwardly but it's joy ha- is going to by its nature, if it's true joy, manifests itself outwardly and it's going to impact the people around you. Yeah. And so I think you're right, man. It's, it's hard. I mean, we always, we always see the Instagrams of like selfies, like hanging with my bestie, you know what I mean? And we think that's community and, and that's great. And there are times like that, but a lot of it's just sacrifice for sure helping people move for sure <laughs> you know yes like exactly coming over to someone's house when, when you don't really want to but you you know that it's probably the right thing to do exactly or, or whatever you know that that's christianity right there everything we do of course we do out of love we do out of passion we do out of you know mm-hmm. but it's it's sacrifice yeah it is mm-hmm. i mean the bible uh encourage us to be generous mm-hmm. sacrifice right there yeah the bible encourage uh, encourage us to take care of people sacrifice right there because you want to take care of yourself and that's it yeah the bible encourages us to have time with god with bible in worship and praise sacrifice right there because you want to spend your time playing league of legends or counter strike or whatever <laughs> so it's sacrifice all around right. that's that's the life you choose um i don't know at some point people just start thinking that Christianity is whatever, but uh, it's a life of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think Jesus is the model, right? Sure. (laughs) He sacrificed himself for us. So what we do right now, we we sacrifice ourselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, We go to a hospital to visit someone. We call someone that we we don't know very well to give them a a word, I mean, a a word of encouragement. Mm -hmm. We share the, the, 
money we have with people that don't have the same amount that sacrifice all around community is the same thing hmm. so yeah man that what if uh what if america had a had a sacrificial nature you know where it was just about it's we all, we always say these values like you know about loving your neighbor and stuff and being a good citizen and everything but how much do we actually do it and i think a lot of the issues that we're experiencing now is because we're just all selfish and we all want we all want what we want and that's kind of what you alluded to earlier with the two party system one party wants one thing another wants another you know and there's no or very little collaboration. Exactly. Exactly. And I think it, well, Americans, it's a great place. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm to, not, I'm not bashing my home. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but I, I used to be this guy 20 years ago. Uh, and I don't know why, but I used to be this guy who hated America. Mm. Uh, I'm not. I'm not eating a McDonald's because this is America. This is, you know, the capitalism. This is. I used to be this guy. Living here, this is a blessed nation, brother. This mm. is a great place. I love this nation. Uh, I love this place. I love people here. But I do believe, and you are a Christian nation. At least you guys talks about this all around. Mm. Uh, in Brazil, if you go there and you ask about the United States, everybody will say, "Well, they." always talk about themselves they are a christian nation and i believe you guys are but uh there is way more you guys could do as a nation to bless people all around mm. um, and uh as soon as we understand this concept of sacrifice this concept of community this concept of fruit of the spirit basically everything we've been talking today mm -hmm. the world will be a different place mm. a different place when i'm here in sometimes i'm just living my best life here and i think about my friends in brazil that sometimes like they don't have what you they don't have anything to eat i always think about well i have a responsibility mm. i need to do something i need to sacrifice something mm -hmm. um because i care because they're brothers because mm -hmm. it's my community right there uh so so yeah yeah where do you where do you see the church in in 10 years do you see us Ooh, what a great question do you see us getting closer to to that vision or ideal and i dude i don't know the theology behind this but i always i always wonder like is God waiting on us or are we waiting on God or is it a little bit of both? Does that make sense? Do you, uh, do you get what I'm, do you get what yeah, I'm alluding to? hundred percent. I think, I think, I think it's both, right? I think God is ready to come. We are ready for him, but not so much. Hmm. Uh, that's a great question. Does it get better or does it just get way worse? I think or? you get, I think, I think it gets worse worldwise, mm -hmm. but I think God will always take care of, of his church. And I think, I, I believe God will send a great revival before he comes back. 
And I think the world will see the church thriving. And uh, they will they will see, they, they will think, well, they're different. They're living a different thing. I want to be part of that. So I think it's a little bit of both. I think the world, the world is going to a bad place. Hmm. But God will send something for his church. And everybody will, will see that. That's my hope. That's what I believe. Yeah. I um I just often wonder are we are we just adding to the noise? In other words, is there clear is there a clear uh like Jesus said, you know, city on the hill, like can you see you know or is are we just kind of in the background like blending in as the church? Or do can people actually see it? You know what I mean? And and is it our fault that they can't or is it just the noise of the world and everything going on and there's distraction and everything? I think it's a little bit of everything. I think as, as, as long as we have this mentality of be the... I just want to make sure I'm, I'm communicating the right way here. But as long as we have this mindset of let's be the church the world wants to be part, I think we're just adding noise to the thing. Mm-hmm. I think our mindset needs to be, we need to be the church that God wants us to be. They will see the difference. Mm. In that they, it's Romans 8, right? Mm-hmm. The creation is, they Groaning, are waiting yeah. with expectations. Yeah. Uh, the sons of God to manifest. So they are waiting for us to do something. Mm. Uh, and what we need to do we need to be like Jesus, not like Dan. Mm-hmm. If we're like Dan, it's just, it's not, it's nothing different. It's mm-hmm. the same old thing. Um, but God has something new for everybody. And I think it starts with the church, with this mentality. We will be the church that God wants us to be in the middle of the pandemic. Yes. In the moment, moment of peace. Yes. Uh, the world is thriving. Well, we will be the church that God god wants us to be the hurricane is coming okay we will be the church that god wants us to be be consistent be you know planning on does that make sense be the church rooted on god Mm -hmm. and um the world will see Hmm. that's what i believe and that's what i hope yeah yeah that's good is there uh was there anything else in the message that kind of struck you or maybe you walked away with thinking about i think when he said about draw the line of resistance i think this is this is very important because in order for us to be this church the church that god wants us to be i think we need to draw this line not this line to separate us from dan Mm -hmm. it's all about us in the kingdom of god Mm -hmm. us meaning everybody but um Again, some things we won't negotiate. Hmm. And uh, it's fine. It's fine. We hmm. won't negotiate this. Okay, so let's talk about this a little bit. Let's do it. Let's talk about the f- five most important Jews in the world. Okay. Okay? Let's talk about this first one, Moses. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about him. Moses yeah. was a great guy. 
if Moses, if we could just like think about Moses and think about one phrase, I would say Moses, if Moses was here, he would, he would tell me it's all about the law. Mm -hmm. This is what matters. The law. Mm -hmm. This is what's important. Okay. Law. Second Jew. Jesus. Mm -hmm. This guy. Mm -hmm. If he was here, I think he would say it's all about love. Mm -hmm. Love is important. Yeah. Forgive your, your neighbor. Love is important. Okay. Karl Marx, the third one. Jew. If he was here, he would say it's all about the money it's all about society it's all about the relationship between employee and employer mm -hmm. um, fourth freud if he was here i think he would say it's all about sex mm. it's all about sex everything mm -hmm. you do is because of sex mm -hmm. and the fifth it will be einstein mm. and he, he and he would say everything is relative Everything is relative. So I think now we are we have this mindset that what's the truth? Well, everything is re re relative. relative. Everything is relative. Rel oh, that's a hard word. Relative. Yes. Okay. Um, when we talk about draw the line of re re res resistance, 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 I think I think that's the point. Well, there is a truth. And it's not relative. Oh my gosh, <laughs> relative. Relative. It's not relative. Yeah. There is a truth. The truth is Jesus, and the and the way He taught us to live. We are not negotiating that. Hmm. We are living that life, and uh, the fruits of this life you will see. It's great fruits. Uh, we are not living our lives through the lenses of relativism. Mm -hmm. We will live our lives through the lenses of Jesus, and mm -hmm. we're gonna draw the line right there. Yeah, this is the resistance. Everybody's lying, but it, we're gonna st stick with the truth. Everybody is stealing, but we're gonna be generous. Everybody's like treating each other with whatever disrespect. Due respect. Well, we will be kind. Mm -hmm. Everybody's doing this, this, and that, but we will be following the laws of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's the line right there that we should draw and, uh, you know, try to live our lives in the way that Jesus would be proud. Mm -hmm. Man, when you said uh, five Jews and you went from Moses straight to Jesus, I was like, dang, where's he going to go? I mean, Paul and then who else? <laughs> <laughs> and then you go... Freud and Einstein, that was that was good, man. I, I enjoyed that. Cool. Thank, thanks so much for, for doing this. I appreciate you coming on, and hopefully we can do it again. It's my pleasure. I'll always be available, or at least I'll try. <laughs> thanks, Vinny. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for After the Message. To learn more about Celebration Church here in Orlando, you can follow us on social media under the handle at CelebrationORL or visit our website at celebrationORL.org.